When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 12th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Happy Friday, everybody. Kodai Senga was a cherry bomb yesterday, was a cherry bomb up to this game. He's a cherry bomb tomorrow. Five innings, five earned runs, eight hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, 14 whiffs, 32% seeds, W95 pitches. Inside of Cincinnati's four-seamer was over 38 with whiffs with a tick down on velocity. The forkball just 50% strikes, and they cut up a sweeper, kept him afloat. The whole idea here with Senga is that he doesn't get enough strikes from that forkball. Thus, think of him more so as a fastball plus cutter slash slider or sweeper, whatever you want to call that. And if those are not good enough, then like this isn't what you want to chase. The forkball's interesting, but if he's not doing consistently enough 50% strikes, he's going to rely so much on the other stuff. And now he gets the raise, and then you'll get cores and three starts? Like, the whole thing, just no. Don't put yourself through this anymore. Nathan Evaldi was absurdly good. He couldn't get the complete game shut out. I was watching with bated breath against Oakland. Got the win, 8.2 innings, 0 earned runs, 3 hits, 1 walk, 12 Ks, 18 whiffs, 36% CSW, 113 pitches. Insane. He's now thrown 25.2 scoreless innings across just three starts. If you can believe that, that's insane. Here's a gallows pole on this. Splitter was fantastic. He was fastball sitting 96, and he hit 97 in the ninth. It's really exciting. I obviously need to push him up a little bit on the list. Keep in mind, he's had some blowups. He's not just been this amazing, amazing uh, stretch that he's had. But he's good. He's very good. When the velocity is there, it's good. The splitter has been working really nicely. The other stuff has been looking good. Like, Eovaldi is solid. I actually believe in Eovaldi more throughout the year than I do Eduardo Rodriguez. Alex Cobb against the Diamondbacks. 7.1 innings, 0 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. Another really good start here. This one's less believable than Eovaldi's. 5 whiffs, 28% CSW, just 17% CSW on a splitter. Only one slider thrown. Didn't get many whiffs. He's super reliant on called strikes with a sinker still. And he actually had, I believe, 11 called strikes on his curveball, something like that. Uh, 46% called strike rate. It's uh, it's not always going to work out that way. I feel like he's getting the regression that he deserved to have last season. And Alex Cobb is getting this little gift from the baseball gods. How kind of them. Uh, his left on base rate, obviously, way better here. As he had nine base runners in 7.1 innings. Actually, not a good whip. Just a note. So, yeah, Alex Cobb, you, you keep going with it, but not nearly on the same level as the others. Drew Rasmussen against the Yankees looked like an ace. Seven innings, zero earned runs, two hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Really nice for him to take those five earned run games and just kind of move on past them. 13 whiffs, 39% CSW for a King Cole. Uh, just good stuff here. He also was a little bit up in the velocity on the four-seamer and the cutter. Now is really the tough time, though, for Rasmussen. The Rays have a really bad schedule. They get the Mets, they get the Blue Jays, and then they get the Dodgers. So if Rasmussen can survive through that well 
you know, if he does well in that Dodgers start after doing well against the Jays, then yeah, he might have that AGA label. We'll see. I mean, I don't expect to just because I don't think that Rasmussen is so defiantly great with one singular option. Uh, it isn't as clear how he has his success. It's just like a lot of like, hey, here's all my stuff. But when he gets his cutter down, when he gets his four-seamer up, that kind of thing, then Rasmussen really does work. So hopefully I see more clarity in in what he does moving forward to really give them an AGA label. I don't expect to. I think he's just going to be the premierest Holly there is. So good stuff, though, Rasmussen. Derek Law led the way for a bullpen game for the Reds. Ben Lively showed up. If you guys don't know the, my history of Ben Lively, I had a stupid joke for him in 2017 calling him Raggedy Ann based on min- the minority report of Ann Lively. And then he's not very good, so he's Raggedy Ann. I haven't used that for six years. So welcome back, Ben Lively. Congrats. Uh, Brady Singer. This is a fun conversation. Uh, and I'm actually going to go more into Brady Singer and all of these guys in today's and tomorrow's streams because we don't really have too many to go over today. And um, by the way, just a quick note before we go into this. I am going to be live streaming on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh, man, I didn't really get I, I missed Nick today in the Twitch stream. It was a very short one. Don't worry. I'll be back at 10 a.m. And I'm going to be, fingers crossed, being able to watch Yuri Perez's MLB debut with you on the stream. So tune in for that 10 a.m. to about noon Eastern time, uh, Saturday morning on Twitch. But I'm going to talk about Brady Singer and the rest of the pitchers after this break. Fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Brady Singer against the White Sox. Six six innings, one and run, five hits, two walks, four Ks. And I bet a lot of you benched him. Well, here's the thing. Brady Singer is pretty much the same guy he's always been. He's been very unlucky this year. I I normally don't just lean on the hotel that is the Holy Trinity equating luck, but this has been bad. Entering this game was a 350 BABIP, 24% home run five ball rate, 51% left on base rate. Like, we know that's not going to stick. And as far from a skill standpoint, sliders, same thing on swing strike rate as it was in 2022. Called strike rate on the sinker, same thing. Nothing has changed. Since 2021, Brady Singer is a call strike machine with a sinker and a whiff machine with a slider. What about the changeup, Nick? Come on. You know this game. We've been through this. So here comes Brady Singer, and he's a cherry bomb, which essentially says, hey, he's going to be really good half the time, and he's also not going to be very good half the time, right? Pretty much you could say it's a 50-50. So when you flip them coins and you go seven seven games, sometimes it's going to be five heads and two tails. Well, guess what? Now we've got a third tails, right? And that's just how it works. So five to three, sounds like normal coin flipping to me. There's nothing different here. 
So if you want to play that game, you can. And especially in quality start leagues, like that half the time quality start, maybe slightly higher than that, because there might be some middle ground at times, then that actually might be worth your while. But don't just write off Brady Singer because he's been f- bad five times out of eight now, right? You with me? And also really bad regression. He didn't deserve to have all five of those duds. Okay. Domingo Herman against the Rays. Honestly, I've been a Domingo Herman hater. I mean, I can for outside of baseball pretty easily, but inside of baseball uh, against the, the Rays... He did it twice in a row now. 5.2 innings, one and run, three hits, three walks, three Ks. I didn't expect this. I mean, 21% CSW. He got a little bit uh, of good fortune here. Um, he couldn't go that extra out to get you that quality start either. It's going to still be hard for Domingo Herman. And it's against the Jays. It's inside of Cincinnati. It's against the Padres. So I don't know if you want to really still lean on it. Only three strikeouts here, nine whiffs. He didn't have his best curveball here think he got away with a little bit honestly and it's going to be rough also the Rays offense has not been nearly as good the past two weeks as we saw in the beginning of the season so keep that in mind Uh, I really don't want to start him in Toronto I feel like that is just a death sentence so be careful here with Domingo Herman Luis Medina against the Rangers had a much better second outing here. Got a poor quality start. Six innings, 300 runs, five hits, zero walks, and three strikeouts. You're like, who is Luis Medina? Don't I remember that maybe a little bit? He throws 95-96. And what I liked more about this one, he had much better command in this outing. He was going along the edges up and on the sides very well. He didn't really earn many whiffs. Um, and the curve and the slider were good. They were well mixed, but they weren't like these overwhelming pitches. It's okay. It's all right. I don't think that Medina has that ceiling that you're chasing. It's also with Oakland, uh, which means not many wins as well. But if you need quality starts, he at least will get the opportunity because it's 87 pitches. Oakland needs starters badly. And Medina could be a guy that's just like, all right, here you go. Figure this out. Right? Maybe there's more to get as he develops inside the majors. But uh, also, uh, yeah, the changeup was just so erratic. So maybe that does get better too. Um, you Darvish against the Twins. Great stuff. Six innings, 200 runs, four hits, one walk, seven Ks. Proud of you, buddy. Um, does not get the aces again, ace tag. I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, no, he's too kind of all over the place. This is kind of what I was talking about with Rasmussen. For you to get an aces again, ace tag, I need to see you executing your game plan to a T. And I need to feel like every single game, you are going to have your game plan and you're going to kill it, right? Because your stuff is so good and you do what you do and that's that. And you, Darvish, I can't tell you what his game plan is with his stuff. It's pretty much just like, get those strikes. Okay, those strikes, those strikes. And sometimes they'll have splitters. Sometimes they'll have sliders. It's just those strikes. That's not enough for me. But anyway, love it. It's great. Hopefully, he doesn't blow up for five and runs. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Henry against the Giants. I'm glad he survived for his sake. You're in two strikeouts in 6.2 innings, but two and in runs. All right. We don't, we don't trust him because two first names. Mike Clevenger went against the Royals. I had to choose somebody. And honestly... Maybe I was too harsh on us because six innings, 300 runs, five base runners, two Ks. Is this a win or not? Twitch chat, let me know right now if it's a streaming victory. Honestly, if you're not in a quality start league, you did it for 0-8 whip. And that's not really that good. You only got two strikeouts. You didn't get a win. So I'm leaning no on this. But Twitch chat is going to let me know. uh, And they're going to tell me if I deserve to get a streaming victory for a do not start label, which I never feel like I should get one. Because I, I'm telling you not to do it. Uh, you have Bailey Ober against the Padres. Six innings, 300 runs, six hits, zero walks, and six Ks. 
I dig this. This was actually really nice. Great pitch separation. Sure, three earned runs. The first pitch of the game was a laser from Tatis. And if you take that out of the equation, all is good. Um, Twitch is saying it's a win in Quality Start League and everything like that. So they're giving it to me. But all right, I'll change that, I guess. Um, very, very borderline. Um, Bailey Ober had 70% strikes on the changeup, which is nice. Slider returned 35% CSW. It's exactly what you want. Uh, he gets the Dodgers next. And maybe that is good enough. 16 whiffs here against the Padres. I don't know how to feel about the Padres' offense overall. Um, he's going to be a questionable start, but he does get the Giants after that. If you're thinking, hey, I got to go two starts with, with Bailey Ober, then all right, then do that. It's not going to be two-star week next week, but um, I'm a fan of what Bailey Ober is doing right now. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Um, today we have Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Spencer Strider, Sonny Gray are the clear auto starts. Probable start, you have Graham Ashcraft at Miami, Martin Perez against Oakland, Blake Snell, hopefully that works out, but I'm still going to do it. I feel like he's going in the right direction. Same with Chris Bassett. Same with Dustin May, Logan Allen. I know these are more contentious ones. I could push all of them into the questionable start tier if I wanted to, but I'm saying if I have them, I am starting them. Also inside of that is JP France against the White Sox. Yes, I'm going to stream this. JP France against the White Sox. I think it's worth your time. Questionable start tier. I want to push Yuri Perez into the second tier, but I have my rules. Do not start guys in MLB debuts, but it feels so good. He's hosting the Reds. So the top of questionable start tier, Marco Gonzalez against the Tigers. That feels like a good stream that if you are searching for something, that would be the time to do it. I know he hasn't been good, but actually the skills have been good and he just faced really tough offenses. Tyler Anderson also has his good changeup and he's going against the Guardians. That feels like that should work. Drew Smiley against the Twins. Maybe the curveball is working at the bottom of the zone. It wasn't last time, but the Twins aren't that scary. And Drew Smiley could do that. Blake's now blueprint again. Now, the other half of it, I think, are more contentious against, right? Matthew Boyd against the Mariners. I don't know if he's going to have his control. Uh, sorry, uh, if he's going to have his slider whiffs. Mackenzie Gore, I don't know if he's going to have his control against the Mets. Yohan Aviedo is a complete coin flip against the Orioles. Ryan Nelson against the Giants. I'm not seeing it from his secondaries. Kyle Bradish against the Pirates. He, ne he needs to really like get locked in with the slider and the curveball. It's not there right now. And Tyler McGill. It's the Nationals, but it's Tyler McGill who can't take advantage of Rocky Road. And then you have the do not start here. I'm very excited to see James Paxton start against the Cardinals. That's so cool. I, I We've seen one inning of him. Since the end of 2020. I think this is an awesome, awesome thing for him. Good luck to James Paxton. And we only saw 20 innings of James Paxton in 2020. Right? We've seen 21 innings since the end of 2019. Insane. I really hope he, he's nailing it today. Doubtful. <laughs> um, Adam Wainwright. Alex Wood is coming back from the IL. Still ill against the Diamondbacks. Tom Walker is in cores. Kobeck is against the Astros. Austin Gomber is in cores against the Phillies and so on and so forth. It's not Daniel Lynch today. It's the Royals bullpen. Looks like maybe there's an opener for it. You just don't want to do it anyway. Looking at tomorrow's games, you've got Shane McClanahan against the Yankees. I don't know why I'm saying the team name. Zach Gallen, Sandy Alcantara, Julio Urias, all clear auto starts. I have Bryce Miller here at number five because it's the Tigers. Joe Ryan is underneath it. A lot of people will go, what? <clears throat> How could you possibly put Bryce Miller above? Because he gets the Cubs. And I'm kind of seeing Bryce Miller and Joe Ryan as similar pitchers because they're so heavily fastball-focused and we can't depend on the secondaries. And when you combine those two and then you say it's the Tigers and the Cubs, then like, well, all right, I'm going to go with start against the Tigers. But anyway, you're going to start them all. And then Joe, uh, Joe Musgrove is going against the Diamondbacks. Sorry, the Dodgers. I'm here for that one as well. And then probable starts here. John Gray was a temptation for the auto start here, but I'll put him in probable start because he had such a good start. Highest velocity we've seen in the fastball year. The best slider we've seen on year. Up four ticks and killing it. And he gets Oakland. 
but it was one game, and I can't tell you that it's going to be replicated exactly, so he's the top of probable start. Above Dylan Cease, who has been so volatile, and gets the Astros. I still want to start Dylan Cease, but I put John Gray above him. Chris Sale's also here against the Cardinals, Nick Lodolo against the Marlins. I know you guys are against it. I don't know why. I think these guys are in good matchups here. All for it. I know they've been cherry bomb-esque, but like this is when you start these guys. Nestor Cortez is going against the Rays. He has not been his premier self. His fastball hasn't been there. It's the Rays a little iffy, but still, Nestor Cortez, I like to start. Same with Reed Detmers against the Guardians. I feel like his skill set's so good. You're going to start with that one as I tap my Reed Detmers bobblehead. And Anthony Escafani is against the Diamondbacks. Essentially, Katobi in a good matchup. He's not going to chuck pitches down the middle like he did last time. Hayden Wesneski against the Twins. Um, Cal Quantrill against the a- Angels. Tyler Wells against the Pirates. And Bryce Elder against the Jays. I could stick all of these, save for Wesneski, really in the do not start tier. But, I mean, those are Tobies against questionable matchups. And then you have Wesneski. Hopefully, he has this slider getting whiffs against the Twins. The do not start tier, I'm leading with... JP Sears is do not start. He's the stream pick of the day because I have to choose someone and I hate this. So don't do it. It's against Texas. But hey, maybe the fastball slider do good things. He did really well with the Yankees until the, the sixth inning burned him. Uh, Jose Brios gets Atlanta. Maybe that works. It's complete cherry bomb, but like even worse because it's Atlanta. Ruanzi Contreras, no. Zach Greinke gets Milwaukee, but really the ceiling is just too low. Steven Matz against the Red Sox. No, Adrian Hauser. It's against the Royals. Like I, The Royals are heating up Adrian Hauser. Again, too low of a ceiling. Joey Lucchese could be starting for the Mets against the Nationals, and you don't want to do it. Trevor Williams against the Mets. Uh, Brandon Bilak against the White Sox. Maybe I'm too low on that one, but I don't want to do any of this. Ryan Feltner in cores against Philly. Ranger Suarez at cores. Uh, still a little situation. Alex Fayeto against the Mariners. But all right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning, Saturday at 10 a.m., not just for the Twitch stream, of course, doing this podcast. Good luck this week, and happy Friday. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babs below and your strikeouts high.